Bible. Uh, turn with me to John chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry. We got your back. It'll be on my back. Yeah, there it is. And, uh, and so uh, we're, we're going to be starting a brand new series this morning because I realize, like, within vision and, and asking God, will you just give me vision for my life? Will you give me vision for my family? And then even last week talking about uh, how God is calling us. Those are all great things, but if I can't hear God's voice, if I don't know how to hear God's voice, they're kind of pointless, right? So uh, for the next three weeks, we're going to be diving into, like, being able to hear God's voice um, and just practical steps on how you and I can be better at doing that. And so here's our verse, our theme verse for our series. It says this, the shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him, and the sheep recognize his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he gets them all out, he leads them, and they follow because, watch this, they are familiar with his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. Here's the deal. Like, I want us to get to the point where we are familiar with God's voice. So let's pray, and we'll jump in. Father, we thank you so much for today, God, we thank you once again for your faithfulness, your kindness to us, God. Lord, I pray that as, as we go through this journey of being able to hear your voice better and better, God, that you would just help us grow in that area. Father, we love you. We just want to hear you. We just, we want to know, we, we want to be familiar with your voice. So, God, would you just stretch us this morning? Would you grow us? Father, we want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. God, we love you so much in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen, amen. amen. Uh, so for those of you that are brand new this morning, uh, I have three kids. I have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 3-year-old. Uh, my, my son, Sammy, uh, is the youngest. He's three, and he is a phenomenal young boy. But for those of you that have kids, like, you know that when you have kids, they do, like, the funniest things. Like, everything is brand new to them. And as a parent, I, I always forget that, that they don't have as, year, as many years as I do looking at certain things or discovering certain things, you know. Everything is just brand new. And so I remember the first time my little boy, um, he, uh, Samuel, uh, he, he saw, uh, like, our phone, our, like, my mommy and daddy's phone, like, he always saw uh, my wife on her phone, okay? My wife, and she, she, <laughs> and never me, but she always, like, he always saw my wife on, on the phone, like, just talking, right? Like, just talking on the phone, talk, like, that, that's what he saw. And so I remember the first time he discovered that, like, this, this cellular device that you don't just talk into it, but you can hear things, too. And so I remember the one day, he was like about two, and uh, my wife had called me, and I picked up, and I'm just talking on, on, on my phone, and uh, my wife was like, can I talk to Sammy? And, uh, she, and I was like, yeah, sure. And I said, hey, Sammy, mommy wants, mommy wants to talk to you. And so this, he had never, ever uh, experienced the idea that mommy could be living in this phone, right? And And... <laughs> And so, like, he, he brings it to his ear, and, like, just, after, and I even remember, like, he kind of, he, he didn't really even know, like, how to hold it, 
right? Like it was just kind of like a foreign thing. Finally, we, we put it, I put it up to his ear, and, uh, and I heard his wife say, Sammy. And he went like this. He was like, <laughs> I shouldn't have dropped my phone. But like he was like, ah! Like he was so freaked out. Like he, it caught him off guard. He, he, he was like, what is happening? Why is my mommy in in the phone. And I, and I picked up the phone and said, no, hey, but it's okay. Like, listen, mom wants, mom wants to talk to you. And I remember he was just like, like he, it was just brand new to him. And he was just listening to his mom talking. I remember the amazement that he had in his face. Just like the awe of like, oh my gosh. Like, I can actually hear my mom talk on the phone. And here's why I'm telling you, in case you didn't connect the dots, dots already. I, I feel like a lot of us, we understand this concept that God wants, uh, that, that we can communicate with God. Like a lot of us, we understand that, that I can talk to God. Like God wants to hear what I have to say. And I think a lot of us, we understand the idea that not only can I talk to God, but, but at some ground level understanding, we're like, and, and maybe God wants to talk to me too. But, but I think within those two things like, comes this idea that, that John, it's, it's, it's really cool that, that I can talk to God. And it's really cool that you said that God wants to talk to me. But how do I do that? Like, how can I hear God's voice? Like, how, how does that work? Like, for a lot of us, we're like my little son. We're like, does this work? Is this a thing? What, what do I do? And so, so if that's you this morning, great news, because uh, that's not just you. If, if you're here this morning and you're like, I don't even like, John, like, you keep saying that God wants to talk to me, but I just, I don't know how to hear God's voice. If that's you, welcome, because you are in great company, not with just your neighbor that's sitting right next to you, but actually, we, we see that in Scripture. In fact, there's one guy that comes to mind. Uh, his name is Samuel, and he actually had the very same issue with hearing God's voice. Now, fast forward, Samuel ends up becoming one of God's prophets, so someone that God speaks to, and he speaks what God is telling him. So, but, but like right at the very beginning, Samuel couldn't even hear God's voice. Isn't that crazy? So, so let's read that, um, the story of Samuel. It's 1 Samuel chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse 2. And it says this, One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Verse 4, then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel, answered, or, then the Lord called Samuel, there's a period, hello, uh, Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. So we went and lay down, verse 6. Again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. 
My son Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Watch this. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Verse 8. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. Here's this, this, this story like of Samuel. He's, he's, he's resting, and as he's resting, he hears, Samuel, Samuel. And he pops up. Did someone say that's good? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he, he gets up and he, he goes to Eli the priest. And he's like, Eli, did you call me? And Eli's like, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. So Samuel's like, okay. He goes back in. And this man, let's be honest. When you find your space in the bed, when you find that perfect, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't want to, you just, you kind of just want to stay in that, in that, like, you're like, yeah. <laughs> and so here's Samuel. He got out of bed. He got back into bed. He, he finally found his spot, right? And, uh, and then he, Samuel, Samuel. <sighs> Get out of bed. Eli, did you call me? Eli's like, I didn't call you. At this point, if I'm Samuel, I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're going to have problems. So Samuel, Eli's like, Samuel, go back to bed. So Samuel goes back to bed. He gets back in the bed. He gets in his, and he, he finds his spot again, right? Anybody sleep like this? I'm kind of like a wide sleeper. And the, yeah, so that's neither here nor there. So Samuel, TMI, uh, Samuel, he's back in the bed. He finds his, 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 his space. And the third time. Three times. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. He gets up and he goes to Eli. Eli, did you call me? And Eli's like, no, I didn't call you. But then the scripture says that at that point, Eli realized what was happening. He realized that God was calling Samuel. And so what we didn't read is right after these verses that we did read, Eli was like, hey, Samuel, next time you hear your, your name called, ask the Lord, or tell the Lord this, I'm listening, speak, your servant is listening. And so Samuel went back to bed, and uh, he heard the voice again, and then finally Samuel recognized, okay, this is God calling me. This is God speaking to me. And so I'm thinking of this story, like, as we're reading this, and I, I'm like, if there is anybody in the world that should have been able to understand it was God calling, it should have been Samuel. It should have been Samuel. Like, we read in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 11, his mom, I actually have it right here, his, this is his mom, she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. For all the days of his life. So from the very beginning, he was birthed out of a promise his mama made to God. See, she's like, 
She's like, I'm so, I, I have so much misery. Like, if you could just give me a child, I promise you, God, that I will give this child back to you. In fact, that's why Samuel was with Eli. Um, his mom uh, dropped him off at the temple, and he was raised in the temple. He was raised to, to, to almost be a priest. And so, like, he was in training to do this. He was raised from the very beginning to, to be brought up knowing how to hear, how to minister to God. And yet we read that it took him three times. And if it wasn't for Eli, it may have even taken him more times to, to be able to recognize God's voice. Like if anyone should have been able to understand and recognize God's voice, it should have been Samuel. Like he was prepped for it. And here's what this tells me is that I can do church all I want. I can go to every small group. I can give. I could serve. I could know the, 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 the different books of the Bible. I can, I can use all the Christian lingo possible. I could listen to Caleb. I could listen to uh, Ella. I could do everything, everything that a Christian, a good Christian should do. I can do it all. I could have been raised from the very beginning, raised in the house of God. I could have done it all, and yet I can still miss God calling me. Like, I can, I can go through the motions, and I could still miss that God is calling me, that God is wanting to speak to me. And so this morning, what I want us to do is I'm going to give you four ways Again, this is a non-exhaustive list, but four ways that, that God speaks to us. And then next week, we're going to look at um, how to decipher whether or not it's God talking or if it's like your desires. Because sometimes it's like, is this what God is telling me to do or is this like my hormones? Come on, somebody. Right? <laughs> and and, and so <laughs> someone's like, uh-oh. And so I'm missing next week. And so, and then, and then the third week... We're going to be looking at what do I need to do to be able to grow in my ability to hear God's voice and what are things that I can remove so that I can grow and what are some things that like hinder me from being able to hear God's voice. And so we're going to go on this, this journey. Uh, but this week I want to give you four non-exhaustive ways uh, that, that God speaks to us. And for some of you that have been raised in the church, you'll be like, ah, oh, that's a no-brainer. Um, but for others of you, I believe that this may be very beneficial to you. And so um, that's who I'm preaching to this morning, those that are like, this might be beneficial. And so number one, the first way that God speaks to me is this. Ooh, that was good. It's through his word. Through his word. Through his word. So this one is perhaps the easiest and most consistent way to hear God speak is through his word, through the Bible, right? Like, if you want to know, uh, if you want to know what God thinks about you, it's in his word. It's in the Bible. If you want to know the plans that he has for you, it's in the Bible. Like, if you need answers in regards to decisions that you are going to make, or that you need to make, guess what? It's in the Bible. Now, he, uh, I love this verse in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says this. 
For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So, the word of God is alive and active. Now, so uh, I started off with, with this one, his word, because a lot of us, when, when, when I'm like, hey, I'm going to give you four ways to hear God's voice, you're like, you're leaning in, okay? You're like, this is going to be good. I got my pen ready. I got my paper ready. And then I'm like, number one, the word of God. You're like, okay, let's go to number two, okay? <laughs> you're like, I get that one. Blah, like, that, that one's easy, John. I want another one. Give me, give me. And, and I feel like that, that, that we, um, we discredit this one, the word of God. We discredit that God speaks to us through it. Because it's printed on a piece of paper. Because it's printed on a page. And so we're like, okay, next one. I don't, I mean, that's cool. But, but the author of Hebrews was like, the word of God is alive. And it's active. So there, there's something about the word of God that, that even though it's words printed on a page, even though they're divine words that God gave to, to men to write, to write down, like even though they're printed on a page, it's still alive and active. Like there's still something in God's word that I could read and God could speak to me. It's alive and active. That's why, that's why you can read one verse and then a week later you read it again. You're like, wow, I didn't get that from the last time. You're, you're, you're like, wow, that, I didn't see. And then you can go back an, another week and you'd be like, I got that out of, what? Why? Because it's alive and active. It's more than just printed words on a page. Like, there's something about God's word that if I can learn to read it, it's not, it becomes more than just literary, liter, uh, literous literature. It becomes alive and active. That's why at the, I love this. This is so funny. Like, at the end of the message, right, I sometimes have people come up and like, Pastor, I love when you read this and, and, and you said that. Like, I really, and then you share what you got. And I'm like, thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't even think I said that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and then someone else comes up and they're like, hey, Pastor, like, this was, this was awesome. It spoke to me when you said this. And I'm like, I didn't even say that either. Like, why? Because the Word of God is alive. It's active. It's interacting with you. When I read it, God can speak. And so what I don't want us to do is disregard, discredit the ability of God speaking to me, to you, through His Word. Is that good, somebody? Okay, so that's, that's number one. So we're looking at four different ways that God can speak uh, to us. The first one is uh, through his word. The second one is this. Sometimes when God speaks, it's through people. Sometimes when God speaks, it's through people. And, and, and so we'll, we'll look a little bit more on how to decipher whether someone is saying something, and you're like, mm, 
I don't know, right? Like, we're going to look at that next week, okay? Because there are some times when people speak, and you're like, this is bizarre, right? And we want to make sure that, that we're, we're sound with that. But uh, sometimes when God speaks, he uses other people to speak through. We see it a lot in the Old Testament, right? God spoke through prophets. Uh, prophet, a prophet was a person that, that God spoke to, and they would speak on behalf of God. We, we see that a lot, and, and uh, the prophet, like, or God can also speak through, through like, a friend, you know? So a God can speak to a friend, and, and a friend can come up and be like, hey, I just, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. Something as simple as that, right? Like, it doesn't have to be, thus saith the Lord. You guys remember that? Grew up in church? Like, it can't, but it doesn't have to. And so here, uh, so, so we actually, last week in our story, Elijah, he was a prophet. And he, he met the widow, and he said, the Lord will replenish your flour and your oil. Remember that story from last week? And so, like, he was speaking on behalf of God. And I love this. I love the idea that God can use you to speak to me, to encourage me, and vice versa. It's amazing. It's really cool. However, the, the only problem is, is that if I'm not careful, this method of hearing God speak can distort my ability to grow and learn to hear God speak. I'll say that again. So if I'm not careful, this method of just letting you hear God for me, if I'm not careful, this, this method will, uh, it, it'll stunt my growth in being able to hear God. And he, here's a couple reasons why uh, that, that, that can happen. Is, is the first one is this, because it builds in your mind a delusional hierarchy. So all of a sudden, I believe that only someone with a microphone, only someone who's on the stage can hear God for me. Friends, if you got that from coming here, I'm sorry. That has never, ever been, like, the heart. Like, I, I need you to understand, like, God wants to not just speak to me for you, but he also wants to speak to you directly. And so, like, if I'm not careful, I can build a delusional hierarchy. I can also, watch this, I can also build a... Uh, unhealthy dependency so now so now all of a sudden I'm like my method of hearing God is just from the preacher and so like I come here on Sundays and I'm like all right pastor what do you got for me what does God have for me and then when you don't hear what you thought you wanted to hear you're like, man, pastor, you missed it. It's all wrong. Like, God wants to speak to you. He, he doesn't want this unhealthy dependency on, on where I'm just, I'm relying on someone else to be able to hear God for me. Like, he, he wants you to be able to hear God for yourself. And so, uh, that's number two. Through people, God wants to speak through people. Here's number three. Sometimes when God speaks, it's in portions and pictures. It's in portions and pictures. So we see the story of Joseph. We don't have time to read it, but uh, it's Genesis chapter 37. 
uh, in, this, in this story, Joseph, the guy Joseph, he has two dreams. One dream, he dreams that, that uh, he had a, a, a bundle of grain, and his bundle of grain was taller than his brother's bundles of grain. And the second dream, he dreamt that the sun, moon, and stars all bowed down to him. And that was the dream, and he woke up. And he goes to his brothers, and he tells them these two dreams. Like sometimes when God speaks to you, it's going to be in pictures, dreams, and it's only going to be a portion. See, what, what God revealed to Joseph in those two dreams, it was just a portion. It wasn't the, the totality of what God wanted to do. In fact, like, in fact, like that dream, that would have been frustrating because it's like, what, God, what are you trying to say? Like grain in, in the solar universe? Like what, God, I don't understand that. And sometimes when God speaks to you, when sometimes God speaks to me in, in a dream or in picture, it's like, uh, I don't really understand that one. Have you guys ever had that before? Like he, 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 he shows you something and you're like, man, it's just a glimpse. It's a glimpse. And, and so my question to you is how do you and I, how do, how do we steward the glimpse? How, how do we steward it? Because, because for some of us, we will take for granted the glimpse. But I actually think the glimpse is a, is a representation of God's kindness. Because what if the glimpse are portions that build off one another? See, some of us were like, God, I don't understand what this means. I want it all. Tell, call, tell me all. I want to hear it all. Everything that you have, God, let me know. And God's like, if I gave you everything in one sitting, you would not know what to do with it. And so God, out of his kindness, he builds it up. And so what we see throughout Joseph's life is that he gave him the dream, but then he kept giving him more and more and more until he stepped into the fullness of that first seed dream. Listen, sometimes God speaks to us in portions and in pictures. And how do we steward the glimpse when he just gives us that little itty-bitty picture do I just, oh, it's okay. Or am I stewarding it? Here, here's the best way that we can steward the glimpse is uh, through prayer, right? So God, will you just show me what this means? God, will you just reveal? Will you just confirm? I don't understand this dream. I don't understand what this person was saying. I don't understand what this means in your scripture. God, can you, can you just show me? What, what am I doing? I'm stewarding the glimpse. And not only do I pray for it, but I got to learn to be patient with it. Like, I have to understand that, that just because God's given me the glimpse doesn't mean it's going to happen immediately. I got to be patient, God. Like, because Joseph, he could have just been like, grain, solar system, makes no sense. Let's go take care of sheep, right? Like, but, but, but he stewarded, he was patient with it. He, he was patient with, with it. He was stewarding it. Like, God, help me to understand 
what you're doing, what you're saying to me, what you're showing me, what you're speaking to me. And then the last one, and the keys can come up. So we have three ways that God can speak to us through his word. Number two, anyone? Through people. Number three. Picture's important. Here's the last one. Number four. God wants to speak to us personally. Personally. Now, I think this last way that God speaks to you and I can seem the most complicated, right? But, but I also think this is the one that God desires the most. This is the one that Jesus made possible by dying on the cross, that you and I would be able to personally hear from God. Now, this works one of two ways. Like, God can speak to you externally through an audible voice. We all crave that one, right? Like, oh, I just, like he did that for Moses in the burning bush. We see that uh, through the story of Noah. He did that with Paul. So, like, God does speak audibly, audibly. But he also speaks internally. And if I'm not careful, if you're not careful, we will neglect the internal word that God is speaking to us because it's not validated by an external word that God speaks to us. And so we're like, God, speak to me. And the Holy Spirit, he begins to bring thoughts. He, he begins, Holy Spirit begins to bring confirmation. But because we don't hear, this is what you should do, 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 right? We're like, God, why aren't you talking? No, 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 he is. It's just in a different way than what you are expecting. Now, can God still speak audibly today to you? I 100% believe it. But I think, like, if, if and when you hear God audibly, like, you'll kind of know it's him. It's like a no-brainer. But it's a little harder to begin to navigate the internal voice of God speaking to your heart. I love this verse, John 16. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Listen, I want God to speak to me through his word. I want God to speak to me through other people. I want God to speak to me in pictures. But man, I want Holy Spirit to speak to me personally. And he does that. By just dropping a thought, he speaks to us by bringing conviction. He, he speaks to us in, in different ways, subtle ways, subtle ways. See, some of y'all are like, oh, I thought that was the conscious. Yeah, like the moment that you're like, Jesus, come, it's Holy Spirit. He just begins to, to speak. And reveal. See, some of you guys, as I'm speaking, you're like, oh, that's what that was. Oh. 
And so what we're going to do, again, for the next couple weeks, we're going to learn how to decipher whether or not that was God speaking. And then the following week, again, we're going to learn how to grow and how to hear God's voice even, even better. But this morning, four ways we hear God's voice, his word, through people, through pictures, portions and pictures, and then personally.